0: Hello friends, and welcome to episode 1120 of the Juice Box Podcast. Mitchell is 33 years old. He's had type 1 diabetes for 19 years, diagnosed at 14 years old, and he had a heart attack when he was 26. Mitchell's A1C was high until his 30s, and now he takes his diabetes much more seriously. And now his A1C is 6.6. Mitchell uses a do it yourself algorithm, and my editor's notes here say there's some good comedy at the end of this one. I have to admit, I don't remember. I'm going to trust Rob at Wrongway Recording. WrongwayRecording.com. Please don't forget that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. We're becoming bold with insulin. When you place your first order for AG1 with my link, you'll get five free travel packs and a free year supply of vitamin D. DrinkAG1.com slash If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by the insulin pump that my daughter wears, Omnipod. Learn more and get started today with the Omnipod Dash or the Omnipod 5 at my link, omnipod.com slash juicebox.
1: My name is Mitchell, and I've been a type 1 diabetic for 19 years.
0: How old are you, Mitchell? 33. 33, that's your... 14 14 yeah yeah. wow how about that okay um interesting age any other type one in your family uh no not that i'm aware of do you have any other autoimmune issues uh nope not that i'm aware of not that i'm aware of
1: well i don't don't know long down the family tree, i don't know about that but how
0: about you yourself no me no okay all right. So you're kind of a an island in this family. Is it a big family or not really? Medium, I guess. Not not huge, but not small. That is definitely what medium means perfectly. Um <laughs> so what do you remember about getting type 1? I remember I was in grade 8 and
1: uh I was supposed to play in a band concert cuz I played the saxophone and my dad was like, "You're not going." I said, okay. And because I, I lost a bunch of weight, I was so thirsty, the typical signs. And uh, so I had a doctor's appointment after school one day, and uh, they had to chase me around the doctor's office to poke my finger. Then I ended up in the hospital for two weeks at the uh, children's hospital. And um, yeah, wow. that was my 14th birthday present. From the, the world. It was five days after my 14th birthday.
0: That was... that They kept you in there for two weeks. Were you in DKA?
1: Yeah, I I believe so. My blood sugar was like 20... Was it 28 or something?
0: Okay. Your blood sugar... Where, where do you live?
1: I live in uh,
0: Surrey, British Columbia. Ah. Canada. 28. That threw me off for a second. All right, I'm looking here. Hold on one second. I have on my website... A A1C and blood glucose calculator conversion tool. It's free. Anybody can use it? Yes, I have used it. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to use it right now. Oh, 504 was your blood sugar. 28. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice and high. Canada changes it. Mm -hmm. They start you with what kind of insulin? Uh, I was on
1: humulin R and humulin N. How long did you use those? Oh, probably eight years. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, What was the first change from that to what? What was your next step? I went to Apedra and Lantis. Apedra and Lantis. How about that? You might be the first person who's ever said to me, I went to Apedra. I'm not kidding. Yeah, Yeah, I am not kidding. I don't. Arden uses Apedra. We love it. We've used it for years. Um, I do not hear a lot of people say we use a pedra,
1: yeah. No, I I've thought it well, anything's better than and N, but I thought it worked well for me at the time, yeah.
0: What are you using now?
1: Uh, humulog U200. Uh,
0: oh, did your needs go up?
1: I've used Omnipot, so um, the regular strength was not uh, allowing me to use the pump for the full two and a half to three days, whatever. Um, so my uh endocrinologist was like, Well, we can do this, and it's perfect.
0: Beautiful. How long have you been doing that? Just maybe a
1: year and a a couple months. I've been on a pump. All
0: right. So, what's it like growing up with older, like an older management system? I mean, I'm assuming you were just shooting once or twice a day. Is that about right?
1: Uh, I was actually injecting like Four to five times a day,
0: really at meals.
1: Yeah, so I do my because uh, I split my um, long acting, so I do that, and then I would do correction doses, and then I would also do meals and then corrections on top of that. So
0: okay, All right. you so you were covering your meals and correcting with your with your insulin. Yeah. What were your outcomes like? How how were you tracking your your health? Uh, I was using the dexcom
1: app to enter in my insulin um and what i've been taking but other than that i didn't really at that time i didn't really do anything else i wasn't really sure this might sound weird but i didn't really have great endocrinologists Mm -hmm. um through my years and finally i do have one who actually explains things to me and how they will affect you
0: but nice mitchell i don't think i was clear a second ago so i want to apologize you were just telling me about your care with a pedra right not with your first insulin when you were first diagnosed. Uh, correct. Okay. Sorry about that. I I was I wasn't clear. I realized that as you were answering. I'm like I didn't ask that correctly. Um. So that's eight years in. You're t- like 22 when you start doing that. Uh, yes. Okay. Prior to that, in the beginning, then you were just shooting like twice a day.
1: I think I'm trying to remember how I would take it. I think I would do like it was like ten units of Hemulin N and then uh
0: I think it was like ten and ten I would take. Okay. At each at each like in the morning and then at night. So back then, how were they measuring your success? Was it an A one C or was it just Uh yeah, A one C A one C. Do you know what they were? Do you have any idea?
1: I don't know exact numbers, but I knew I know they weren't great. I was over 10 for sure. Most of my diabetic journey.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. From like 14 (laughs) into your twenties.
1: Uh, yeah, actually into my thirties.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, you're just, you're just coming around. What, what did doctors say to you as a child? Like what's your, like, I know you're not going to remember the words, but what's the enduring feeling that you had going to a doctor's visit?
1: It was, if you don't get your A1C under control, you're going to. Uh, you're going to die, or you're going to you know, lose some limbs, or all that kind of thing. That's what my, my first endocrinologist said to me.
0: Do you remember what that did to you?
1: Do I remember what? Sorry, say that again.
0: The, those words from the doctor, how did they impact you? Today's episode of the Box Podcast is sponsored by Omnipod. And before I tell you about Omnipod, the device, I'd like to tell you about Omnipod, the company. I approached Omnipod in 2015 and asked them to buy an ad on a podcast that I hadn't even begun to make yet. Because the podcast didn't have any listeners, all I could promise them was that I was going to try to help people living with type 1 diabetes. And that was enough for Omnipod. They bought their first ad, and I used that money to support myself while I was growing the Juicebox podcast. You might even say that Omnipod is the firm foundation of the Juicebox podcast. And it's actually the firm foundation of how my daughter manages her type 1 diabetes every day. Omnipod.com slash juicebox. Whether you want the Omnipod 5 or the Omnipod Dash, using my link lets Omnipod know what a good decision they made in 2015 and continue to make to this day. Omnipod is easy to use, easy to fill, easy to wear. And I know that because my daughter has been wearing one every day since she was four years old. And she will be 20 this year. There is not enough time in an ad for me to tell you everything that I know about Omnipod, but please take a look. Omnipod.com slash juicebox. I think Omnipod could be a good friend to you, just like it has been to my daughter and my family.
1: Uh, it made me not want to go there. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> so I I didn't go to, back to him. I went to a found a different... Endocrinologist, and then uh, she wasn't much better. She basically spent five minutes with you and see you later. And it's like, well, what did you, what did you learn about me, or how to help me? So,
0: wow, that's terrible. And was this a, a parent went with you? I imagine, but my dad, yeah. Do you remember, like then, how that impacted him and what he then said to you?
1: Yeah, basically called the first one, uh, asshole as well. Uh, so my dad wasn't happy, but yeah, you know, you gotta wait through the public medical system to find, uh, another one. Right. So it takes, takes some time.
0: Hmm. So your dad knew enough that that wasn't helpful, what the doctor was saying. Correct. All right. So he was on your side. Um, but yeah. well, that must've felt good at least. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? That someone would say to you, you are in a predicament, and if you do not get out of this predicament, uh, I might cut off one of your limbs, like, that's you know, a pretty mm-hmm. pretty crazy thing to say, and then not mm-hmm. then not follow up that statement with, here's how we're going to get out of the predicament. Just you, exactly. you 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old Mitchell, you go out in the world mm-hmm. and figure it out. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they didn't know? I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I feel like if you're an endocrinologist, you should you should know. hopefully probably know what you're doing.
0: Uh, our conversation is happening on a, a really strange day, Mitchell, because I obviously don't know where what you and I are going to talk about is going to lead. And this morning, I'll share something with you, and you'll be the only one who knows about it for six months. How's that sound? It'll be you and me. Well, cool. our own little secret. Perfect jenny and i are going to make a series that i am thinking i'm going to call grand rounds and we are going to build a syllabus about how we would teach doctors to talk to people with diabetes so brilliant brilliant idea i figured nobody better than jenny right like she does it all day long she helps people constantly much you know and with a ton of success um and yep. then you know i'll do like that thing where i come in and i'm like all folksy and i make it easy to understand perfect so <laughs> that's my part in this I, I go oh is what you mean this <laughs> 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 then everybody goes i just heard something really technical followed up by a dummy who made it simple to understand i'm the dummy <laughs> so I, I guess oh, yeah 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 <laughs> i'm the little dog
1: it takes it takes multiple people to
0: have you know make a
1: Make it explainable, right? One person can explain it, but do people understand it?
0: Yeah, well, to give you an idea that, you know, Jenny and I are talking about this obviously privately um, Mm -hmm. at the moment, but I'm also looking for input from listeners. And so I posted on my private Facebook group one hour ago, okay? It's a post that you won't be able to find six months from now when you're listening, but that's not the point. Here's the point. All it says is grand rounds, Juicebox style, what do you want your doctor to know? What do you wish your doctor would have told you? What doesn't your doctor know that they should? I'm putting you in charge of grand rounds. Your comments may be used in an upcoming Juicebox podcast series. One hour ago, it has 42 comments already. 42. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because people know. They know what they weren't told. and they mm-hmm. And they know where that lack of information led them. So they're the exact right people to ask this question to. So you're going to ask the questions of them. Jenny and I are going to put together kind of a syllabus, and then we're going to meld the two kind of collections of information together and then put them into conversational form. So hopefully doctors will listen in their cars or laying in their cots or whatever they do when they're learning to be doctors. So Anyway. Yeah, well, that's a great thing to, to do. Hopefully they utilize it. Yep, and I speak, and in Canada they speak Canadian and American, so they'll be able to listen too. Perfect. Yes. Once in a while, during the series, I'll go oh, and that way I'll keep everybody engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw it in an a or uh, I'll bring up ice hockey, and people go oh, okie, okay. I love okie, okay. and then that'll be it. That's how I'll, that's how I'll, that's how I'll take care of it. There you show. go. Yeah, 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 I got it all figured <laughs> out. Don't worry. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward you a little bit in your in your story. That's a long time, right? If you're 33 now and you're telling me you didn't, like, pull this together until until you were in your 30s, then I want to know what got you there.
1: Well, uh, when I was 26, um, I had a heart attack.
0: That'll fucking get you there, Mitchell. Holy yeah. shit. God, hold <laughs> yeah. on. mother. I got to keep writing down where I cursed. Uh, I'll just write lots of curses. That took me by surprise. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, March 11th of 2016. And I had, you know, pain in my, like in between my shoulder blade and like my spine, I guess. I ended up in emergency. Uh, and I was there for nine hours and they couldn't find anything wrong until I was just about to walk out the hospital door. And they're like, actually, can you just, uh, Come, sit down here, actually, just get in this bed. I was like, What the hell is going on mm. um and uh, I guess, from the blood test that they took, they found um, troponin and that kind of what gave them uh that, but I waited nine hours before they determined what it was, and uh, yeah, had the stent put in, and that was on a Friday. I was out by Monday.
0: Make sure you uh. You took me by surprise. I'm I'm crying a little. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I didn't expect this. Uh my mom passed away recently. I think I'm like extra emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's yeah. But, uh, it's,
1: a, it's a thing, yeah.
0: I just started thinking about Arden and you're twenty six. And I thought I don't know what I thought exactly. I felt kind of grateful that I was able to figure it out, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and I felt really terrible for you. I'm so sorry. Okay. Why don't I try to be a tiny bit professional? I'll pull myself together. <laughs> that guy took me by surprise. You're like, I had a heart attack. Tears came out of my eyes. Um, I'm by myself in a room, Mitchell. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anyway, god damn. How long were you in the hospital for the heart attack and the stent?
1: Stent was put in Friday, and I was uh, discharged on Monday.
0: How did they explain to you that you have a blockage when you're 26?
1: They weren't actually sure um, until they uh, did the procedure. They said it's either um, you you have a blockage or um, the fluid around your heart is inflamed. And that's what's causing the pain. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. And then they rushed me to uh, one of the top um, cardi- cardiac hospitals um in vancouver and uh they yeah had to go through my groin and put in a stent and that's how they uh told me basically that there was a blockage and then they kind of give you like a piece of paper that you get when you leave the hospital that basically shows exactly where your blockage was and uh how blocked it was so i was 100 percent blocked in my proximal rca
0: and this is from diabetes, I imagine? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, when you, you started to say cardiac a minute ago, and you kind of stumbled through it, and you went Cardi, and my brain said, Cardi B impersonator, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought, that's probably not what he's going to say. <laughs> they, no. they sent me to a Cardi, and I went, Cardi B impersonator? No. Why would that be? <laughs> then my next thought was, Cardi B wasn't even famous back then, Scott. This is silly. <laughs> yeah you're yeah that's true Uh, she was not i'm a little all over the place mitchell i'm sorry (laughs) cracked me up i don't know by the way it cracked me up none of the rest of you heard it if i don't tell you about it then i'm just giggling over here through your cardiac story which doesn't seem right so i had to tell you what happened okay so this is what happens like for everybody listening uh too much sugar in your blood rubs 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 causes a hole your body patches the hole too much sugar rubs 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 Causes a hole. Your body patches the hole. Eventually, the patches block the pathway and heart attack. That's high blood sugar. That's what high blood sugar can do. When somebody tells you they died from a cardiac arrest um, from diabetes, this is very likely what they're talking about. Damage done to the muscle, the surrounding area that your body just couldn't keep ahead of anymore. And that damage usually leads to a blockage. You got it when you were 26. Uh Mm-hmm. Wow, you were shooting ten and ten. Maybe you should have been shooting more. Uh
1: at that time I was I was on a pedra.
0: No, but I mean, back in the day when you lived all those oh, years, yeah. yeah, yeah, all those years on yeah, just yeah. that, and people are telling you you're okay, or they're just sh- hustling you in and out in five minutes in a doctor's appointment, not helping you, telling you, yeah. you you're going to lose a limb. Oh wow, but people suck. Um, well, so is that a scared straight moment for you? What What happens uh, next?
1: Yeah, I kind of took it more seriously. I tried to uh you know understand when I how much insulin I'm supposed to give myself because nobody ever told me what a um insulin sensitivity factor was or a car ratio or any of that. I had no idea mm-hmm. I was like, what is that. So I was able to get myself like under the tens just with MDI, but it wasn't until I was I don't know, how was that. 30 I was 31 um when I got in with uh called V C diabetes um and they helped me get to where I am now with understanding what an ISF is and a carb ratio and they helped me get on the pump and Dexcom all that um and uh started me looping and um I've just recently got uh 6.6 on my one
0: Wow! Congratulations, that's yeah. wonderful. I'm I'm still stuck back on it. it. Took them twelve years and a heart attack to help you, but you know right. uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward with you because I think that's probably a more positive way to take this conversation. That's wonderful. I'm so glad you met somebody that was able to do that for you. Do you think it was just the transition from the old like? the old ways, like shoot a couple times a day and that's that, and then you moved into a faster acting insulin, but you didn't really know how to use it, so you just sort of kept like, somebody probably just told you back then, well, now you can like you know, shoot for your m- meals and if you have a high blood sugar, you can put in insulin and that was probably the extent of your direction back then, right?
1: Yeah, for accumulate for RNN, most definitely, but for like uh, Pedra and Lantus, it was I was taking like forty. Five units of Lantus. And then um, it was like, take 10 units every time you eat. Well, clearly that wasn't enough. So that was kind of the instructions I got. Hmm. But Just little th- do you know, that's not the way it works.
0: Yeah, Rob, well, if somebody tells you that's what you do, then why would you think differently? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There, there, part of me feels like, Every doctor's office should recall every one of their patients using insulin right now, call them in and sit them down in a big room and go, hey, listen, it is possible that some of you got bad advice. Let's start over. Here's the math to figure out your insulin to carb ratio. Let's do that all mm-hmm. together now. Get out a piece of paper, shall we? Like that's, um, yeah. yeah. Wow. How about that? It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so you're looping? Did you say? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm on IEPS right now. No kidding, man you so yeah. okay, so you get moving in that right direction. And really the big the big thing here for you is you need to understand I don't know what I'm doing. Like, so did you think you knew what you were doing up until that heart attack?
1: Kind of, but kind of I don't know if hard to explain. like I was just doing what was instructed to me mm-hmm. but I knew my numbers weren't good. Um, just, and then I got set up and kind of stopped checking my blood sugar up before, before the heart attack. Yeah. And yeah, cause I was just frustrated. And I mean, kind of get to a point where you're like, well, what well, I don't know what to do. Cause like you feel crappy because your blood sugar is not high, but you're just following the direction that you were given. And then, I mean, I also think a lot of people don't understand, um, how, Insulin works and they're they they are afraid of it. I used to be afraid of it, but yeah, um, I've learned not to be. And and I'll be honest, some of it was to do with your uh, your podcast uh, episodes about you know not being afraid of insulin but understand the seriousness of it.
0: Okay. Well, I wasn't trying to get to a to a a plug for the podcast, but I appreciate you. No, no, yeah, that's honest truth.
1: I uh, I used to be always like. Mealtime insulin. I was like, "Well, if I give myself too much, blah, blah blah." But i was seriously, um, it it
0: did help. Mm. No, I'm glad. Thank you for telling me. Also, I would imagine if you're afraid to give yourself too much, the the specter of what happens if you don't never feels real. But the heart attack makes makes you go, "Oh, this is what happens." And mm-hmm. and now I'm afraid of having a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. So you found something you were more afraid of. Mm -hmm. that makes sense um but it wasn't having your leg dismembered isn't it interesting like you had to have a real life my point is you had to have a real life experience to feel the impact like just someone saying it to you even trying to be scary like that that didn't scare you that just said i'm gonna stop listening to this person yeah yeah okay well that makes sense um your dexcom g6 now Correct. And how, like, tell me now about looping. Do you understand it? Or does you, do you just have it set up and it's working for you? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how far did you go into this whole, like, I need to understand this thing? Do you get somebody to set it up for you and it works and you're happy? Or do you, did you dig way in?
1: Uh, So I did, I did build loop myself just on a free subscription. I wasn't about to spend $100 on it if I couldn't do it. And I was able to successfully build Loop. And then for a couple of weeks, I was building every week because you only have the seven days, whatever, with a free membership for the Apple developer account. And then I got in with BC Diabetes actually set me up on Loop. They built it for me and all that. And uh, given my settings, whatever. Um, and then they were like, uh, came up with supporting IAPS, I guess was free, APS, free apsx. Next generation is what they called it at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then now it's called I, IAPS, um, and they kind of give you the your base settings. But I definitely have tweaked it to my advantage because mm. uh, I mean everyone, yeah, everyone has a base, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah,
0: of course. Hey, you you keep saying BC Diabetes. Is that like a is that like a cash pay doctor that you go to?
1: No, it's publicly funded, but it's just like, it's a special, there's three endocrinologists in there and they use, they have like, what do you call them? I can't think of the name. There's a bunch of case managers. Um, So um, that's, it's just, you get in faster and you actually get way better care. I've never had that kind of care from an endocrinologist uh, ever, so.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, the model seems like it's working really well for you they're obviously up to date on the information they have and you're up you're doing so much better i wonder why this isn't more widely adopted across the country
1: yeah i don't know yeah. i uh i only know that of this uh, place uh in dc though i don't uh i hope other provinces in our country have something
0: like that well that would be great i mean you've heard the podcast right like the more north you go in Canada, that seems to be the less maybe help you get. Um, I mean, that's anecdotal at best for me talking to people, but that sort of seems how yeah. it feels. Then there's some provinces that, um, I'm sorry, provinces, and there's some of them that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's some of them that are still giving out like old timey insulin to people.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it. There's so much, so many other insulins that are way more advanced i guess you
0: would say yeah for sure no And they listen they work faster they're getting closer to actually being faster acting insulin and um yeah yeah i mean it's a modern way of it's a modern way of managing like I, I just i don't understand why somebody would be handing out what you got i mean listen to what happened to you yeah you know, you know so and and you found somebody who knows how to explain it to you and now look what happened Did you say 6681c 6, 6, 6.6 yeah oh wow it's so good Great for man, that's really great for you. Make sure you married, do you date? Do you have uh a person in your life?
1: Uh I just got married um month uh a month and a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um no kids. No pets. How do how do the weddings work there? Um did she ride in on a polar bear or how do you do it? <laughs> uh no, no, she she walked down the aisle like normal. No. Nah. Oh. Well, boring but okay uh snowmobiles with tin cans tied to the back when you left anything at all canadian no nothing you guys you weren't very canadian did anyone anyone get stabbed at the uh at the party afterwards (laughs) no 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 way to let down the country (laughs) Uh, yeah someone's got it right yeah right gotta break away go your own way uh still a stabbing would have been nice just to keep it canadian I think it would have been like you know just an upset fight in the corner between two people. Even a butter knife would have been alright for me. Uh, anyway, uh, I haven't mentioned that in a while. But people in Canada stab each other. <laughs> it's 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 the preferred way of fighting.
1: Uh, I don't yeah I don't know not not, not there. where <laughs> I live. <laughs> it's usually guns, to be
0: honest. But. Oh, well, you're out west, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very far west. <laughs> You're like we're very americanized. We shoot people here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wow. Uh anyway, most of the um there's this great I haven't said this in a while. There's this um I don't know if it's a Twitter account called scan scan bc or scan something. Yes. Is that it? ScanBC, bc. Yeah. Y- yeah, yeah. And it just like it it, it does like these Things that happen with the police i don't know if you guys call them police or if they're mounties or i don't really care and but they're overwhelmingly filled with stabbings it's just that's how i feel about it when i say it it's just always people are just like there's like, and then i imagine like the voice on the radio you know what i mean and they're saying things like province and you know it's happening behind the tim morton's eh? and he stabbed him and like that's <laughs> Listen, I'm just impressed you know what Tim Hortons is. I know everything. Don't worry. I love Canada. I've never been there, and I'll never go. But I'm enamored Why? With it. I don't know. How am I going to get there? You guys don't let people out when they come in. Or you don't want to leave when you come in. Oh, okay. You know I <laughs> Trust me. Someone's going to drag my ass to Canada at some point, so I'll be there. Um, and then I won't make any of these stupid jokes or do any of those bad impressions, because I'm, <laughs> somebody will stab me, probably. No, no. <laughs> Your um your your new wife. Uh how long have you did you date her before you got married? Four and a half years. Okay. And how much does she understand about your diabetes and how much of your transformation has to do with you dating her?
1: She uh doesn't really I don't know, she doesn't really understand like what a pump does and what a Dexcomb does. Okay. Because she gets them mixed up all the time. I tried to explain it to her and, and educate
0: her, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's slow, slow progress. Um, do you want her to, do you want her to understand? And does she want to understand?
1: Oh, I most definitely want her to understand. Cause um, I mean, if, if something was to, to happen, at least she should know what to do. Mm-hmm. She understands, you know, low blood sugar, the alarm from Dexcom. And she's got, you know, cheese boxes scattered all through the house um but yeah it would be she's if she had a little more education about diabetes um you know be probably good
0: yeah and and is that something you guys talk about or is it just something you kind of slip in when you get a chance oh we talk about it okay and she's open to it she's just having a little trouble picking it up it's like i
1: honestly i did tell her to to listen to your podcast because she would it would help her understand this but uh she just hasn't got there yet. Which is fine. I'm I'm, I'm okay right
0: now. So. Yeah. No. That's. I was just interested. I'm always interested in how people share it with significant others. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of work do you do? I'm not asking you where you work, but like vaguely.
1: I am a supervisor uh, at
0: a grocery store. Okay. And does it impact your day to day work?
1: Um. No, I wouldn't say it does. I kind of don't let it. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, low blood sugar, I have to go eat some food, but that's probably the, the extent of it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't get in the way too much. Is your job not particularly, uh, physically demanding?
1: Can be. It's just, it's, yeah, it can be a lot of physical, but it can be a lot of mental as well. And just being on your feet For for
0: eight hours straight. And the loop keeps up with it. Around. Loop keeps up with it pretty well for you. Or, I'm sorry, you're using. I, I know they just changed the name of it. Tell me again. I'm gonna write it down in front of myself. IAPS. IAPS. Yeah. Um.
1: It. Uh, it does pretty good. Sometimes it'll bring me a little bit low, and then I just cut my basil uh 50 percent, and for you know half an hour, and then it it's fine.
0: I watched art. I watched art last night. We had like a. It was the Fourth of July. That's a. Uh, holiday in america you probably don't know those. yes yeah and um and we were at a thing like a picnic thing so as we got home like 9 30 10 o'clock she was drift just starting to drift lower and uh she wanted to get like a shower and then she wanted to eat she's like i'm really hungry and i'm like okay she goes but i want to get a shower first okay she goes but i'm not going to make it through the shower like without eating something she goes so i'm gonna eat this cookie so i don't die then I'm going to get a shower. Then I'm going to come back down and eat something. And I went, okay. <laughs> it was just very interesting to see how it's sort of, it's just part of her life. Like she didn't say like, oh, this is ruining my evening. Or I really want to get in the shower first. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to She just, she's like, this is how this goes sometimes. Um, I'm not going to let it stop me from doing the things I need to do um but i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this thing first i need to do it. and she didn't want the cookie like she you know she wasn't looking for a cookie and she's like "But well, i'm just gonna eat this not gonna die i'm gonna take a shower and i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna eat like okay right on and then she just did it like she's home from college for a couple of months like during a mm-hmm. break and um i was like wow it, i i don't know i thought it was very cool how um like you just imagined you at your job just you know, getting a little down, like blood sugar, a little low and doing something, just keep going and like kind of warms your heart a little bit to think of it happening so seamlessly.
1: Well, you kind of have to, right? Yeah. Can't let it consume your whole day.
0: Well, I don't know if you have to, because Mitchell, you weren't doing it before and, you know, you just were, didn't know what you were doing and riding that train to like a health problem. And and I, I wonder how many people are doing that right now who are who are saying well i don't want to have to eat a cookie before i take a shower so i can eat so i'll just leave my blood sugar at 200 and that'll be fine except you you mean yeah you're damn right it's not and you know better than anybody um how do you bring that up while you're dating hey i had a heart attack when i was 26
1: i don't really remember how i i
0: don't remember how i told her like while you were watching the trailers before a movie or something like that (laughs) yeah i don't know she was like you were like hey tell me something about yourself and she's like uh i'm not good at remembering the difference between mechanical devices and you're like oh okay i had a heart attack when i was 26 and they're like can i have some popcorn <laughs> 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 weird...
1: it could have gone like that i don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't
0: nah, know, yeah. yeah. it's a weird thing to have to say to somebody i guess is what i'm thinking but you don't remember it so maybe not yeah, I don't know. mitchell you're very yeah. uh easy to get along with you know that about yourself
1: yeah, I guess now I feel like I oh.
0: were you, were you not in the past?
1: Uh, I I can be a bit of a an asshole sometimes. I
0: guess. wanted I wanted you to say saxophone snob to uh, to do a callback, but it's all fine too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you notice a difference in your personality now that your blood sugars and A one Cs are uh, lower and more stable? Oh, 100%. Yeah,
1: I'm not uh, as irritable. I feel like I don't want to kill people as much as I used to want to. Would you have stabbed them or shot them?
0: I don't know. I, either one could be, you either know. Have poisoned their groceries.
1: I mean. Be a lot, be. Of,
0: lot of effort, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, you guys have like regular food in Canada, right? Like stuff like I know yeah. about. Uh, yes, Scott. Yes. yes, we do. Grapes. You have grapes. Yes. Yeah. Red be- and green. Wow. Do you have the ones without the seeds? Uh, we do, yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. It's amazing. Do you feed yeah. them to penguins? No, right? No. Peng- have- penguins are the Arctic Peng- Circle. They're not Canada. Uh, yeah. Penguins are like up north. Like like north-north. Okay. Y- you are making me think of something right now. I interviewed uh, this, like, young girl. Like, I swear I don't remember how old she was. She's like, 9 or 10. She had diabetes. And she was from Canada. And it, she was just on the cusp of not quite understanding my sarcasm, but getting some of it. And in fairness to me, I did not know I was re- recording with a child that day. Like, I think the mom pulled, like, a bait-and-switch on me, but it was fine. Like, I was okay. Um <laughs> And she, um, like it got a little slow at some point where I was like, she didn't have a ton to say. And so I started to ask, like, I started realizing she was younger and I was like, Hey, real quick question. Like you live at the place where Santa lives. Right. And she's like, no. And I was like, Oh, Santa doesn't live in Canada. And she goes, no. I was like, where does Santa live? And she's like the North pole. And I'm like, you're not at the North pole. And she goes, no. And like, she's just very like earnest about it. You know, like, just like, how could you not know these things? And at some point, she says um, that there are cars in America. And I say, "Oh, have you ever been to America? And she goes, no. And I'm like, well, how do you know there are cars here for sure? And she goes, there are. And I'm like, are you sure? She goes, yes. And I'm like, but you've never been here. You don't really know. And as we were having that little conversation, Mitchell, I said to her, are you in a room with a closed door? And she said, yes. I said, is there a clown on the other side of the door? (laughs) And she goes, no. And I go, are you sure? (laughs) I don't know why <laughs> she goes, I guess not. I was like, all right, there's your thought. There's your lesson in critical thinking for today. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and later my wife is like, do you think she sat there like scared that there was a clown on the other side of the door? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe well, she seemed fine at the end. She was happy. That's all that mattered. Anyway. uh, I don't know why I told you that other than I'm starting to think I have to dig that episode out and put it up sooner than it's supposed to come up. Cause I want to hear it back now. <laughs> I'd like to, I want to hear the moment where she, by the way, really resigned herself and said, I like, I guess it's, I'm not sure if there are cars in America. I've never seen them. I was like, good for you. And then I said, there are, <laughs> but you know, Well. Oh my gosh. Um your parents. You talked about your dad earlier. Um mm-hmm. is he still around? Yes. He is. How much of this transformation and this journey is he aware of?
1: Well, my dad is actually a type 2 diabetic that takes insulin as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: um I I try and bring it up in for that. Um Mitchell, did you just walk into a tin can? Uh
1: no, I just walked around my
0: house. Oh. Stop doing that, Mitchell. <laughs> run back to the place that worked (laughs) no but if you have to do something am i stopping you from like getting a juice or something like that
1: uh well i was walking towards my kitchen and my kitchen's like a room not like a yeah my kitchen has a door
0: so it's very tiny but that's okay is there a clown in the kitchen no 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 clown (laughs) um you i can't begin to tell you how like Poor your audio audio quality got just now. I'm sorry I couldn't hear you. You had completely gone away. Are you okay? I'm okay. 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 All right. Um. So your dad. Your dad has type two diabetes. He manages it with insulin. What does he know about the this whole journey you've been through? Is he still involved at all?
1: No. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's involved. He asks me the questions like, "Oh, what's your A1C and that kind of thing." Not not involved in in the management part at all.
0: So if I said to your if I grabbed your father and I said hey your uh, son uses IAPS he would not know what that meant.
1: He he would um okay. because I kind of trialed him on it for a couple of days uh to see if it would work for him mm-hmm. um which it which it did um and then uh I got I recently just uh emailed BC diabetes and they set him up an appointment to kind of get on the, the same path. Cause his agency one C is 6.8, but it could be better, I guess. And he, he likes the fact that he wouldn't have to, you know, inject multiple times a day. He can just put an omnipot on and move on with his day. Right.
0: Do you like that? He asks you how you're doing? Uh, I was, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if he needed help with his diabetes, would you be able to help him? Like, when PC sets him up and everything, do you think you guys would talk about it? Or do you think it's not a thing you would, like, talk about on that level?
1: Uh No, we would talk about it, for sure.
0: Uh Do you have a mom? I'm sorry. I do, yes. Yeah. Was she involved with the diabetes growing up?
1: Not too much, uh, because my parents were divorced. Okay. And I lived with my dad uh when i was diagnosed so not too too much it was mainly my my dad who had the involvement in it i see does she ask you about it uh yeah she asked when i see her you know what's your blood sugar at that kind of thing um but not too in depth
0: about it your dad understands it much better yes right okay did they have uh since they got divorced did they have other children after they were divorced No. no um okay What is, I mean, if you had to really think about it and talk to people who are living in a different time with their management, like what would you tell them about learning modern ways and moving forward?
1: I guess don't settle for what a doctor tells you to do. Find out what works for yourself. It's uh, probably the best advice I could probably give.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is simple, right? Like if, but how do you know, though, Mitchell? Like, how if like we all we all don't get as lucky as to have a heart attack and change our lives when we're twenty six, Mitchell? Uh, so, if you don't have that heart attack, do you think your management is better now? I don't know.
1: I would like to say yes, but I I really I don't know.
0: There's no way to know. Yeah, I'm trying well, to figure out. Like, I'm asking you an unfair question that we don't have the answer to. But I'm trying to figure out how do you take someone who is stuck in a subpar situation. Doesn't know it's a subpar situation, but is only going to find out when they have a health emergency that maybe, you know, it may be too late by the time they get to it. Like how do you reach that person and tell them, "Hey, I know you think this is okay, um, but it probably isn't." And that that's that's, you know, tough. I feel like you reach that person by
1: explaining things more in depth, not just the, you know, the standard, whatever the standard may be. Right. Like I didn't know what an ISF was. I didn't know what a carb ratio was. And truthfully, if I had those, if I had an understanding of those, those things, I'm pretty sure my management would have been a lot better. Building but because lot. I didn't, but I didn't understand, you know, how much one unit takes care of in my blood sugar. I, I had no idea. I was like, well, so, I'm pretty sure that would have would have helped me, and I probably wouldn't have got into, um, you know, having a a heart attack. Yeah, I don't know, but I would assume hopefully that I I wouldn't have had that if I had the proper tools.
0: Built, building blocks, tools, even a basic understanding that allows you then to see the world around you, and then apply the bit that you know and say, "Oh wow!" Like I see how this would help that, and you know, I have a hammer, but I don't have a screwdriver. I'll go find one because I'm seeing that I shouldn't, I shouldn't nail in this screw. I should turn it in. Like I'll go find more tools. So it, it, that self-exploration that you would get to take if you just had enough information to get into the game. Wow. You yeah, make Mitchell, you don't know how weird it is that you like to hear from another perspective because your perspective is of course your own. But how strange it is for me to hear that you had this, thing given to you, this type 1 diabetes, and all that we all know goes into needing to, needing to do to, to take care of it, even on a basic level, and that you were just existing in it without any of that knowledge is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it sucks that I wasn't given the full opportunity to be in control.
0: Yeah, it it feels it feels like they it feels like I don't know it feels like we went out into the future into Star Trek times when there was just peace and prosperity and we picked somebody up and brought them back to Europe in World War II and started just drop them in the middle of a battlefield and just let them walk around in a completely alien place where everything's trying to kill you and they don't know that's what's happening and you somehow like wandered through it a long ass time before a mortar caught you mm-hmm. that's crazy it really is nuts like i don't know another way to like to communicate how insane that feels to me um and and i feel bad saying it to you because i'm assuming it it could make you feel badly but i i don't mean for that to happen but um it's just it's just you know there are still doctors doing this today is my point i know yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it boggles my mind. I'm just like, how? Yeah. It's 2023, like, tell people what they need to know in order to manage themselves
0: properly. hmm Mitchell, I will say, I'm not sure, tr- I'm not, this is not a brag, but this podcast is reaching more people with diabetes probably than any other thing that exists, right? And I still only reach a small fraction of the people who use insulin in the world in the con- even in the country, like take take your like pretend country out of it, just think of America for a second, right like <laughs> if if um it, like I'm only reaching a small percentage of the one point nine million people, I think the number is that have type one diabetes uh-huh. and this podcast is reaching more people than anybody else like so uh, the point is like all those other people who are in some version of wandering around in Normandy. And thinking they're in twenty twenty, you know, I don't know, three thousand fifty or something like that. It's just it's it's terrible. And it and it's so fixable. I mean, we, we know who everyone is. They all go to doctors, right? Doctors know who everyone is who has type one diabetes for the most part, right? I know mean, there's probably yeah. not many type ones that don't see a doctor. And so, um, how can they just let them walk around like that? Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I don't,
0: uh, I don't
1: understand it. Mm. Um, you so, know,
0: yeah. It's, it's upsetting. And because of what I told you earlier, this thing that we're talking about behind the scenes, it's like, it's right in my mind today, you know, and then you come on and tell that exact story. And I'm like, see, this is how prevalent it is right here. I mean, sure. You're from Canada and you know, I mean, your doctor's wearing a hat made out of a beaver pelt, but it doesn't mean they didn't go to medical school.
1: <laughs> well, never know.
0: No, I have a. Sometimes
1: you'd think they wouldn't go. They didn't go to medical school (laughs) just.
0: Let's forget talking about this diabetes, Mitchell. I'm going to help you set up this trap. (laughs) We're we're trap we're trapping, sir. Yes, yes. (laughs) We're going to get a bunch of pelts and then we're going to sell them in town and buy whiskey. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Can you imagine? I hear there are cities in Canada, but that's how I imagine it when I think about it. The doctor yes, who's also uh, we're,
1: we're kind of like uh, like Vancouver is like similar to
0: like Seattle. Yeah, it seems like a lie. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> uh, I mean, we have I to can, come to Canada and find out. I can Google it and everything, but again, they're just pictures. They can doctor the pictures. I don't know if you've heard of AI or not, but I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I'm going to Google Vancouver City right now. Just going to say Vancouver City. Oh. Well yeah, but there's a mountain in the background.
1: Yeah, it's probably like Mount Seymour or uh Cypress
0: Mountain. Oh. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. like Sim City. Like somebody built a city next to a mountain because they thought it was pretty. It is pretty, by the way. Yeah, it is. There's a whole article here about what it would be like to move to Vancouver.
1: There you go.
0: I'm not gonna read it. Um <laughs> Anything longer than a 10 minute drive is considered far. Is that a fair thing? Uh,
1: Yeah, I would agree. I don't like to drive that long.
0: There is traffic, but it's always moving. There's no standstill traffic.
1: Oh, no, not here. It's always
0: like bumper to bumper. Weed is everywhere. Yeah. Do you smell it walking around? Sometimes. Yeah. You smoke weed, Mitchell? And you want to say on the podcast?
1: No, I'm not really into smoking weed. I like eat gummies, like CBD gummies. Mm-hmm. For relaxation or to get high? Just relaxation.
0: Gotcha. I'm, I feel like I'm past the point of getting high. <laughs> I just need to sleep. Mitchell's <laughs> like, I'm in my 30s, Scott. I don't have any time for fun. I just I just need eight hours of sleep. Yeah, boy, that's what a getting old feels like, Mitchell, right there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, I'm not looking for fun. I just need to rest. Uh, but the new wife, she's loaded, right? She can't remember the difference between a Dexcom and an Omnipod, so. Oh, yeah, she gets them confused. (laughs) She gets them confused. Listen, I've people in Arden's life for decades, uh, almost, and they still are like this, you know, she's low. Do you need insulin? Like, you know, you're like, no. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) That's quite the opposite, actually. Do you think she wouldn't like me? Is that why she won't listen to the podcast?
1: I mean, she ha- we have listened to it, like both of us together when we're driving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but she hasn't like started from the beginning and like actually listened fully, you know?
0: Tell her I have bills, and if she were to download it on a new phone, it would be another listener for me. And then everything she listened to, I'd get another download for, and then I could continue to sell ads. And it was just like... Is she like a common sense person? Like, go, go, yeah, yeah. she's, yeah, she's, common sense is good. Yes. Hit her with that then. Make her feel bad for me. Maybe that'll get her going. Say, look, this guy's starving. Just turn your phone on. What are you doing? I'll pitch it to her. Yeah, yeah. Get her on the phone right now. I'll talk her into it. I will say something pejorative about Canada, and then I will just be like, (laughs) God, no. Well, Mitchell, uh, is there anything we haven't talked about that we should have? I don't
1: think so. I think I'm,
0: yeah, it was good. Yeah. Are you happy with how our conversation went?
1: Yeah, I I, I didn't, I don't know. I've never been on a podcast, so I wasn't sure what to expect.
0: Was this about what you
1: imagined? It's what I imagined, I guess, for uh, being on your podcast, uh, just because I've listened to a lot of probably like 80% of your
0: your full library, I guess. Mitchell, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that so yeah sincerely yeah that's not npr i'm not today we're speaking with mitchell he's had type 1 diabetes since she was 14 years old he's gonna tell us the story today of his heart (laughs) attack his new marriage and vancouver yeah i don't i don't if i heard something like that i'd shut it right off i'd be like oh (laughs) i can't i can't hear that yeah yeah i wanna has to have
1: some some substance to it i guess
0: yeah a little chit chat right talks about beaver pelts i wore a rabbit lined hat once uh set my body on fire it was so warm A rabbit lined hat yeah like so the hat like it was an outdoor hat for um like the cold and it came from like i don't know where i i mean i think my wife got it for me for christmas because it it looks stupid and she wanted me to look stupid that's basically where i think this purchase came from yeah sounds about right like you know you're outside like shoveling snow and stuff like that and you're always cold and i never wear a hat so i get this hat it's like a i don't know what the outside's made of it's kind of waterproof but the inside is lined in rabbit fur and if you put it on your head and don't immediately go outside in the cold you'll like overheat and pass out i don't rabbits must be so warm is what i'm saying i would hate that yeah, well, it's not fun. Like even outside, yeah. you almost have to take it off. Like it's freezing cold, snows blowing around all over the place. You're like, I'm too warm from this hat. Yeah. No, thanks. No, nah, it's amazing, and you look really. Well, I don't know what you would look like in it, Mitchell. You might be a handsome man, but I, uh, I look, ri- I, <laughs> I look ridiculous in it. So, although I have lost weight, Mitchell, maybe I should try it again next winter. And it's not too far away, right? So, oh, don't say that. I hate winter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, same. Oh. And you, but you live in Canada.
1: It's it's not cold. It's not snowing in minus temperatures for more than you know half the year.
0: All right, where would we you do th- get
1: sun and and thirty degree weather. I don't know. I don't know Celsius. <laughs> I just I just thought about
0: that. I'm like, oh, he probably is like, what is that? I got it. Hold on. 30 yeah. degrees Celsius yeah. to Fahrenheit and 86. Okay. 86. Yeah. So, it, like summer weather. I gotcha. If you moved yeah. anywhere, would you move within Canada or outside of Canada? I would stay in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. Canadian through and through. Yeah. No, oh, God bless.
1: I love coming. I love going to America, but it's like, you know, short trips.
0: When you come to America, where do you go to?
1: We go to Point Roberts a lot, we go to Seattle
0: or. I go to Vegas a lot. So. Oh, Mitchell. Any luck in Vegas? No. <laughs> so what stays in Vegas is your money? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never been there. You've never been to Vegas? No. No, I just make this podcast, Mitchell. This is what I do. I make this podcast. And once in a while, I complain to my wife about stuff. This is pretty much it. You know, you could find a way to do, like, you know, juice box podcasts on the road. Yeah, do you think anybody would give a crap if I was recording it somewhere different than I'm recording it?
1: Well, I don't know. You could do it live, live in the you know with a, a real person.
0: All right, Mitchell. I'll tell you what. If this thing hits a million downloads a month, this is off the top of my head, so nobody can hold me to this. If this mm-hmm. thing hits except a million, me. except you. If this thing hits a million downloads a month, the whole show, I mean, not just one episode. If it, but if one episode hits a million dollars a month. You're gonna okay. see you're gonna see me in Vegas like throwing money around like uh it's a rap video from the eighties. But if um if uh if I get to a, a consistent million a month, and I'm at a half a million now, I think it's possible that I could get sponsorship for a mobile recording thing, and maybe I could drive around and record with people in the van. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Not I'm sure. I'm sure you'll hit a million downloads.
0: Well, not if you don't get your wife in.
1: I'll get her. Yeah, I'll yeah. get her on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, geez, I didn't want to say in line cause it's not 1965. But <laughs> 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 if, you, if you get that lady that you married in line, it's not what I was going for. I just got caught in between a word. And then I was like, Oh, it sounds like I was going to say, get your wife in line. <laughs> Which is
1: yeah, not she'd what kick I'm, my ass if oh, I said that to
0: her. <laughs> Mitchell, it's not what I meant. I'm afraid my <laughs> wife heard that just now. <laughs> and I, and I'm, not even, I'm not even sure if she's in the in the house, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm, I'm like viscerally scared. <laughs> I, was, um, I did this talk somewhere. I'm going to let you go in a second, Mitchell. I did this talk somewhere. I don't think they want a lot of their details out, but a big group of people. And they basically hired a shusher. So someone that if the group got loud would stand up in the front and just be like, shh, and shush everybody so that I could keep going because uh, it was a really big group. And I turned to the girl at one point when she did that and I was like, I am going to try that at home on my wife. And she looked at me super seriously and she went, oh, I don't think I would do that if I was you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those are probably very good words that she spoke to you.
0: Can you just imagine, Mitchell, Like if, you're, if you were in the middle of a conversation with your your brand new bride, and she was upset and you trying to be funny just went, Shh. you think she'd like throw a pan at you or something like that? <laughs> like, oh, I'd eat that. Oh my God. My wife would definitely stab me. Like uh, we're not even in Canada and she would definitely <laughs> do it. You know what I mean? My God. Beaver pelt. I'd be a pelt when it was over. <laughs> Where's Scott? Oh, we turned him into a hat that I wear now when I'm shoveling snow. <laughs> Doesn't keep you warm, but it makes me laugh. Um. All right, Mitchell, you're terrific. Give me a second, okay? Yeah, no problem. In 2015, I needed support to start making this podcast, and Omnipod was there. They bought my first ad. In a year when the entire podcast got as many downloads as it probably got today, Omnipod was there to support the show. And they have been every year for 9 seasons. I want to thank them very much and I want to ask you to check them out at omnipod.com/juicebox. If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show and get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. The episode you just heard was professionally edited by Wrong Way Recording wrongwayrecording.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Box Podcast.